Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and a call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Indeed, and welcome to episode 12. We are three months in, peeps. I'm almost a real radio boy. Uh, this week in 1989, we're welcoming brand new music from the pop world on the Aussie music charts, which is kind of weird considering how much rock music dominated things in the 80s. Madonna's Like a Prayer jumps from last week's debut at number three to take out the number one posse. And she's joined by new chart debuts from Pseudo Echo, Debbie Gibson, Womack and Womack, Wawa Nee, plus Colette's Ring My Bell and Jason Donovan's Too Many Broken Hearts. It was a punish. Uh, you can forget listening to music on your mobile phone via Spotify in 89, we were all about having a boombox, and mine was a kick-ass Sony CFD D75. Google it. It's amazing. It was one of the most advanced portable ghetto players around the time. It cost me an absolute friggin' fortune and came with a CD player and a cassette player built in, and you could actually sync the cassette player to the CD player, which made it perfect for illegally copying CDs so you could create mixtapes with ease. Ooh. Uh, it had dual headphone sockets, a graphic equalizer, and a super snazzy and totes futuristic uh, digital clock and timer, plus the handle had MEGABASE written in capital gold letters. Oh, I just spat on my screen. Uh, it was so wicked. Coming up, you're going to find out about my talent for saying and doing stupid things on air. It actually continues. In fact, I become so skilled with it, I actually bring the stupidity into my off-air life and I reach peak level pull-your-head-in mode, launching a half-page potty-mouth-filled attack on a client simply because she wasn't keen on a commercial that I did for her. <laughs> it's so unhinged and hideous. I get intoxicated and just casually drive my radio roomie Glenn to the bus stop for the trip to his new job. Plus, someone farts in the booth while I'm on air, which seems only fair. So to help me work through another week of uh, biro-based blurk, let's welcome back another one of my besties. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Avon Smith, introducing yourself with a... <clears throat> oh, sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I loved it. How are you, darling? Good morrow. Good morrow. Uh, I'm well. I'm well. Good Thank to you. have you back for more Bradley-based <laughs> entries. <laughs> Thank you. I should update you. I've asked a number of people from back in that time who Bradley was and no one knows. Mm. Possibly. Did he work at the station? No, he was just a kid that wanted to get into radio. So. Oh. Maybe it's like that chick from Home and Away where she had Milko, her friend. 
<laughs> it didn't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe you made him up. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> no, he definitely existed. Uh, now, just to remind people, we've known each other from since the early 90s when I moved in with Mac, who was on a recent episode. You've been on episodes before. Our nickname yep. in the 90s was Mr. and Mrs. Smith because your last name <laughs> is actually Smith. And we were pretty much inseparable and we both got gap teeth, front teeth smiles. Is that why we were Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I don't know. I think it's quite amusing that you adopted my surname as opposed to us being Mr. and Mrs. Wasley. I think that says probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know who's wearing I the, wear pants. the pants. <laughs> I'm more than happy with that. I loved being Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's good to wear pants in public at least. So. <laughs> yeah, because right now we're both at home and not wearing any. <laughs> That's not true, people. That's not true. All right. Well, I'm wearing ones that are really expansive. They've got elastic in them. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. All right, should we get stuck into another episode? Mm, sure. Okay. We're taking Can't in um, <laughs> March 26. It's a Sunday, and this was written at 12.48am. Well, breakfast today was great. My shift went really well. I never ran out of things to say, and everything ran smoothly. Mum and Dad rang up at one stage, which gave me the extra boost I needed to keep me going till midday. Oh, I loved that that was all I needed. Oh, that kind and of, your little letters, your I little know. snail mail cards <laughs> yeah, It and kind stuff. of boosts me any day when my parents ring me. It kept us all going, didn't it, really? Oh, it really did. We used to have <laughs> sore hands from writing, and now what do we have? Arthritis from... <laughs> sore hands from other things, oh. I expect. <laughs> okay, I was going to go on a different angle. With a I... world of porn on the, on the oh. internet. <laughs> Evie. Okay. Oh, pardon. I am Sorry. shocked. I was going to say more arthritis from double tapping everything, but okay, yes, Pornhub does exist. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> All right, so after my shift, I did some more outstanding... Oh, my God. After my shift, I did some more outstanding ads... <laughs> tickets on yourself, mate. And phoned the lady about the ad that Cindy and I did the night before. She said she hated it and then started giving me her worldly wisdom. Oh, God, this is where it gets pear-shaped. Which really pissed me off. I hate her F dash 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 guts, silly mole. How dare she tell me how to do my job? Let's remind everyone, 12 weeks in, guys. I've been working in radio for 12 weeks. And how dare she tell me how to do my job? King of the waves. Yeah, I am mini John Laws. I went and talked to Neville, which is our general manager, and he said she was a pain in the ass and she thought her shit didn't stink. <laughs> she destroyed my day, the bitch. Oh, well, them's the breaks. See ya. 12.53 a.m. What's for dinner? What a sexist pig. <laughs> yeah, what's for dinner? I can't believe that that was my... And I actually think I remember the commercial because it was for a sale at some... I'm glad I haven't said who they were. But I'm sure that it was some kind of water-based thing or maybe it was bathing stuff and I thought... Is it lube? (laughs) (laughs) You are obsessed. Preparing yourself for the 90s. Welcome, Yvonne, the the 14-year-old boy. (laughs) But I honestly think... If I was, I would never have kept my hand off it. The confessions. This is the promo. This is basically the promo, guys. <laughs> um, I actually distinctly remember there was a commercial where I thought I was a fish and I did the whole thing like put my finger in my lips and went, you need to get around this. And I thought it was the greatest commercial ever written, clearly, because I said outstanding earlier. 
But yeah, I think that was the commercial she didn't like because she said it was too difficult to understand. <laughs> anyway, creativity, guys. There's no place for it in radio. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Monday, March 27. Easter Monday, eh? Another public holiday. Had the 2 to 6 p.m. shift. Went into work at 12 because I had updates for commercials to do that I'd neglected to do earlier. <laughs> Story of my life. Shift went terribly. I was after yesterday smoothly and everything to say. I was saying some stupid things and just stuffing up generally. Glenn came in for the last few hours and when we got home, we decided to go out for tea. So we went out and got some videos. Got home and made tea instead. See ya! Hang on, what? <laughs> so we decided to go out for tea, but then we went and got videos and came home and made tea. All right. So that changed dramatically. Oh, videos. Oh, they were so good. Except the rewind. <laughs> you always hated rewinding them. All right, this is Tuesday, uh, March 28, and this is a real shorty. Six till midnight shift today. Got to work at about one. Did some ads. The shift went well. That's roughly it. See ya! <laughs> you got into the station at one o'clock in the afternoon to do a 6 p.m. to midnight shift. Well, I had some ads to do. Oh. <laughs> the ones well, that I didn't do yesterday, I've apparently done them still, at still on Tuesday. That's an 11-hour shift. Yeah, that is. But I had nothing else to do, Evie. I was 19 and not very... Oh. Friendly. And there was no internet. <laughs> yeah, there was no Pornhub, guys. No porn fix. I had to just hope that some catalogue came in with a man in a Speedo. Oh. <laughs> or grab a Clio magazine with a centiphone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this seal is... Seal section. Yeah. Oh, my God, the seal sections were fantastic. Uh, this is from March 29. It's a Wednesday. Went into work about one today. Had appointment with the husband of the lady who owns First Impressions, which I think is a clothing store. Did some ads, talked with this guy, with Cindy. We worked out a new ad, which we will record tomorrow. Jeff Gunningham, oh, clocking a whole name, arrived at five to three to record the college show. All went well. Told Jeff that Glenn was leaving. Oh, that's because Glenn, my old roomie, uh, Radio Roomie, was actually finishing up this week. Uh, shift from six till midnight went well. Glenn came in and we talked for a while. After 12, got home and Glenn and I watched a video, then went to bed. See ya! Still no details and completely and utterly boring. This is uh, Thursday, March 30. Day off today, got up at 11.30, showered, went to the station to have lunch at the tavern. Ooh, the Karatha Tavern, the best food. Uh, to see Glenn off, really. <laughs> After lunch, Cindy, Avon, and I recorded a commercial. Avon's the sales girl. She's also finishing up in this uh, week. Um, lots of stuff-ups to be kept to play back later. Of course, I never kept any of those stuff-ups. Uh, Jan and I went to her house so she could get her husband's car and I could drive her car home. We sat in the studio while Glenn did his last shift. Neville said goodbye and thank you to Glenn on air. It was sad. We then went back to the Caratha Tavern and I got slightly intoxicated. I drove Glenn <laughs> to his bus and waited for it with him. <laughs> I love that I'm slightly intoxicated, but I'm still getting into a friend's car that she's lent me and driven him to the bus stop. The 80s. Oh. None of us probably wore seatbelts either. Said goodbye, and he said, I'm going to go very far, very quickly, which is nice to hear. <laughs> I did spend three and a half years in Karatha. I went back to the station, <laughs> then went home to an empty house. Sob. Oh, well. See ya. I did not like being uh, alone. You didn't like being alone in no. those days, did you? You it really, meant I was really a loser. Oh. That's how I and saw now... it. And now, now get away from me. I love being alone. <laughs> See, guys? See what therapy can do for you? All right, uh, this is March 31. It's a Friday. 
Well, today is over. Got into work at about 10. Got up to an empty house at 8.30 this morning. Took myself into town. Posted some tapes off, because I used to record tapes for my friends, and changed the name on the TV and video hire. At work, did some commercials, had lunch, got a letter from Kathy, and a postcard from mum and dad in Queensland. Went on air at 2 till 6pm. Shift went rather well. Not that many stuff-ups. Richie came in and tried to make me laugh and farted in the studio. <laughs> oh, I feel like I can actually still taste it. Then we had a little party in the record library to farewell Yvonne, the sales girl, and her fiancé, John. It was sad. Went home, got my stuff, and moved into Jan's house for the weekend. Fed the cats, had tea, came down to the station to record some stuff, and came here to Jan's to watch TV. Then went to bed. See ya! Oh, I can feel his pain. Um, All right, and our final entry. (laughs) I love that you're just ignoring it. Get over it, Lisa. (laughs) This is Saturday, April the 1st, and this was written at 3.17am. Wow, it's very early in the morning. Well, today I got up about 10 o'clock, watched television for most of the day, got to work about (laughs) 5.20. My shift was the request show from 6pm till midnight. I hated it. Talked to Cindy and Colin for a while. Bradley arrived about 10 to 6. He came down to help find the requested records. We ordered pizza and pigged out on that. Bradley left at 10 past 11 and I got back to Chan's at about 12.36pm. Jesus Christ. About 12.36pm. After putting my records away. Watch the television until now. Well, that's it, folks. See ya. 3.21am. Aww. Another completed week of boring entries. Thanks, Yeevee. <laughs> God, it must have been tough work living uh, in Karatha in the late 80s. It would yeah. have been nothing there, eh? Yeah, and the <laughs> worst thing I remember was the miners would be fly in, fly out and would get paid a fortune. So everything was really expensive because they knew miners had lots of money. But mm. we were earning bugger all and getting charged for our rent and... Yeah, huge electricity bills for the air conditioning. So, yeah, it was a punish. And it was pretty boring back then. Oh, yeah. There was a party yeah. virtually every weekend. You probably had, what, GWN or something? Yeah, we had GWN TV? and the ABC and that's it. And it would oh, go yeah. off at midnight. Oh. Except when Rage was on, that would go all night, which was a godsend. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was basically up to you to find friends and have parties nearly every weekend and they would have a different theme just to make them exciting. And, yeah, drink, 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 drink. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, All right. Will you come back for more episodes, Yeevee? If you'll have me. Oh, always. I love having you. Uh, in the next episode, I'm going to arrive to work for my shift a minute before I'm meant to be on air, mostly because I'm more interested in sorting myself some lunch and kind of lost track of time. Good one, Piggy. Our house sitting is replaced by a return to an empty share house. Can teenage me cope with living alone? Not really. I also deliver my self-described best shift ever, whip up an old-fashioned Aussie classic for dinner, and I get dragged into a crisis meeting with management after Cindy demands that I share her outrage over who's going to replace Glenn on air. And a chance encounter with an actual celebrity gets ruined by a washing machine that clearly has it out for me. Also, every episode, we want to help amplify Indigenous voices. And this time around, we want to shine the spotlight on the Uluru Statement from the heart. Uh, You can find it at ulurustatement.org. 
It's an invitation from First Nations to walk with them in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. And after two years of hard work, it was issued to the Australian people in May of 2017. It basically calls for structural reform, including constitutional change and establishing a new relationship between First Nations and the Australian nation. It's based on justice and self-determination where Indigenous cultures and peoples can flourish and we all move forward together. It makes so much sense and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples deserve a greater say in and authority over decisions that affect them because currently our federal parliament have powers and can pass laws without any consultation or consent from the people that it most affects. And a lot of those decisions do nothing to help them and actually even make things a little bit worse. It's an incredible read. So to read the statement, get all the facts on the whys and the hows, uh, some merch and how you can donate to help. It's all online. Just take the time to check it out at ulurustatement.org. As always, got to share the love with my audio wizards, the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for the 1989 theme tune and Jezelenko for all the other bits and shits. My humble thanks to anyone who's taken the time to subscribe on iTunes slash Apple, uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts. If you've actually written words or mashed a keyboard to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, then you're the actual best. I'd also be stoked if you were able to pass the podcast on to anyone you think might enjoy it too. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 19 in 89. Until our next page-turning week of unbridled teenage blurk, I am, of course, loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Boy.